everyone, it's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Hello folks, I'm Adriano Magnifico. I am the host of this podcast. I work with some students from the Real Arts and Tech Center. And we're in a special time and date. This is season seven. We are starting season seven, episode one, edition number 75. That's a lot of podcasts. That's a lot of stories. The Adventures in Careerland podcast is about life stories, career stories, about people sharing what decisions they made, what choices they made, why they made them, and how they're moving forward. And this podcast has become an inspirational piece for a lot of people to hear those stories because what people who listen to the podcast discover, and it's often youth people in high school, people in university, but I've had some, some interesting people call me who are university professors about this podcast. We get the stories, we probe into the story, and it's important for people to understand that they're not alone out there. That when they work on trying to map out what the plan is, people are doing that everywhere all the time in every educational institution and beyond. People are always making decisions. They're always trying to find the right path. And we're lucky because we're in a podcast studio from the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center in Winnipeg. I have to say that now because we have a group listening to us from outside of this worthy city. And the Arts and Tech Center has 13 applied technical and apprenticeship programs, including Automotive technology, baking and pastry arts, broadcast media, building, trades, culinary arts, hairstyling. Some excellent opportunities for people to come and check out their possibilities. Because the school system, the K-12 system, is a pretty well mapped out system. People who come here are high school students sometimes, and they choose to step off the beaten path. Sometimes they're post-secondary students who haven't quite figured out what to do and want to start a step of some kind. Sometimes they're international students who come from way beyond the world to come here to check out possibilities and see what Canada has to offer and to build their skills. It's all about getting good at things and building skills. So we're proud to do it from here and we do it with the broadcast media program. We have two students who are always the co-hosts of this program and they're from the broadcast media program. This is one of the gems, one of those 13 programs. And they do a lot of learning and thinking in this program. And one of their big assignments is they have to help me on this podcast. And that's Caden Siedler. Siddler. Siddler. We never get that right. He changes his name every couple we'll of months. We'll get it. And it's Siddler. Caden, how are you, sir? I'm great. Uh, how are you? And we haven't seen you for a while after season six. We're in season yeah. seven. So we haven't seen you in two months. Yeah, it's been a, it was a good summer. Uh, got a new car. Nothing much has changed. A new Pretty. car? What kind? I'm a Hyundai guy now. I got a Hyundai Tiburon. So oh, how it's, exciting! Uh, it's nice. Yeah. So uh, basically, still the same guy though. Uh, still the same guy. <laughs> no, well that's well that's good. Yeah. You haven't changed. Improved a little bit. At your age, I had a Gremlin. A Gremlin? An AMC Gremlin. I don't even know what that is. It's an ugly car. It it looks like a sawed-off hockey stick, and. Um, it used to be that car, and I souped it up. Do you have a big stereo in your car? Yeah. Yeah, you got to rock, yeah. man. You, <laughs> yeah, we must good. rock. You, uh, like, now, I say we have to rock. What is it you? You have to rap? Uh, I must rap. Yeah, we got to rock. <laughs> say that. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, we also have Caitlin Middlestad. How are you, Caitlin? I'm actually pretty good. It's you're raining. Pr- it's my favorite weather. 
It's just weather. Now, is this season? Do you like this season, Caitlin? Yes, yes. Fall is my favorite. Why? It looks so pretty. You can walk around on the leaves. It's nice. Except my allergies are horrible. So there's a bit of a poet in you. You like the changing pieces. Do you, do you, are you an English student? you like poetry? Mm, not poetry so much, but I like English is like my favorite class. It is? How can you not like poetry? I don't know. Po <laughs> I don't know. Poetry is the essence of English. It's that I incredible mean, economy of expression. I don't like writing it, but I can appreciate it. Like I can read it and appreciate it. Oh, that's good. So you actually read a little poetry here and there. Here and there, yeah. So when the teacher pulls out the poem, you like to hear it? Yeah. Well, good but for I you. But I can't write it. Good for you. I want to ask you too, because we just had a big election, an enormous election. I think we have a change of government. Uh, they're still tabulating, but I believe we have a new NDP government. Uh, Caden, did you, uh, you're of age. Yeah. You went out and voted? I did for the first time with my mom. Oh, uh, how, how did you feel about that for the first time? Uh, they actually they gave me an applause in the building. They're like, "Oh, it's your first time." They all started clapping. <laughs> no, they didn't. They did, and they, they let me keep the ballot, uh, like little folder or whatever, to bring home. Like a lady <laughs> ran out and gave it to me with a sticker and said it's a souvenir. Really? Yeah. That's Where did you go? That's spectacular. Uh, it was somewhere near Regent. There, we just moved over there, so it's kind of I don't mm. know where. It would have, but yeah, it was. So how like did that it, feel? It was great. Uh, I felt like I like I did something there. I was like. <laughs> You know? That's fantastic. But, That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we turn to Caitlin. Caitlin, how was your voting activity? I didn't vote. You didn't I guess vote. I should have. I would have gone in an applause. Oh, so you're only in it for the applause? Is that what you're saying? If someone no. applauds, you're going to go vote? No. Well, I'm going to save you for next time. Yes. Caitlin, Thank we need you to get a vote next time. Why didn't you vote? I really don't have a good reason. <laughs> I, I just didn't. I felt too stressed. I was. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. I was like, no. I, didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was scared. Oh, did your parents go vote? Yeah. Okay. So why did you just follow along? Like Caitlin doesn't know what he's doing. Caitlin doesn't know what he's doing. He just followed his parents. I know. But I don't know. <laughs> I I didn't know any of the people, and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know who to choose. So what have you learned from this experience, Caitlin? Considering the fact that <laughs> I think almost. A little less than half of the population didn't vote, which is a problem to me. Mm -hmm. What? And you didn't vote. You're one of that half. So what are you going to do next time? I'm probably going to make sure I know what's happening and hopefully okay. vote. I like that. Yeah. And you know what? It's all about a learning process. Yeah. I'm not trying to shame you, although you should feel shamed <laughs> on this one. It's, we need you to vote. We need young people to vote. Mm -hmm. We need you to assert your powerful democratic yeah. privilege mm -hmm. next time so that's mm -hmm. pretty cool so next time you promise you're going to do it yeah yeah i, I promise i'm going to vote i promise i will vote okay so I, you know what i'm going to make sure i'm going to keep your email uh -oh. i'm going to send an email to you in four years time and say caitlin what are you doing i'm not going to stalk you or anything i'm just going to make sure you vote next time it's important to do i, I really mean that sincerely mm -hmm. it's important to do yeah and if you weren't doing it i i think you missed an opportunity to say something and look at I got applause. I got a souvenir. I did. Hayden got a souvenir. Got stickers, yeah. What are you going to do with that thing? I'm going to put it on my wall. Did you throw it out? He's going to frame it. This guy's going to frame it. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, it's great to have you back. It's great to be a part of this again. It's great to start season seven with you. Yeah. We have a special guest today. We have a really cool guest. And this guest is someone I met at something called the Can You program. I never would have connected with this person had I not connected with I think the executive director of can you or the CEO I'm not sure what his lofty title is Roger Barrington of can you and um, I, I was able to sit in and do some workshopping with them on the on the lean career design canvas but also 
to sit in on some of their uh, very, very interesting community-generated activities where they share what they've been doing in the year. And there's some great um, outcomes from that program. So I'm going to let our guest talk about what CANU is and what that's all about. But uh, I'd like to welcome, and he's from the University of Toronto right now. He is calling us from Toronto, which uh, if you're a Winnipeg Jet fan, that's not a good uh, no. city. No, that's not a good city. <laughs> anyway, we'll have to ask him, is he converting? Is he is he staying as a Winnipeg Jet fan? Or and, but, but we'll find out. So I'd like to welcome Ben Koganovich. Ben, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you, Adrian? I'm good. So you're not a Toronto Maple Leaf fan now, and now that you're at the U of T. I would never, I would never <laughs> the Jets like that. Never. Well done. Well done. So you're at the U of Toronto. Interesting. You just finished your high school. You're from Fort Richmond Collegiate. You just graduated last year. Is that correct? Yes, graduated in June. It was a great time. Um, 12 years, uh, yeah, 12 years in the making for that one day. And now I'm at U of T. Okay, so tell us what that what it's like being at U of T on your own, working on a, uh, an educational path. What's going through you right now? How are you feeling about it all so far? Uh, I I honestly, before leaving, I thought that it would be a, a more chaotic. Like I thought I would be um, not not be able to stand on my own two feet and handle the independence. But um, it ended up being the, I, I'd say I actually it ended up being the contrary, where it was just like uh, the community, everyone had the same like everyone was had that same kind of concerns that kind of meddled it out. And then like after about a week before classes started, um, I was able to just, you know, uh, organize everything, think about what I needed to do, come up with like a, a routine. And obviously like uh, I didn't stick to that routine immediately. It, take, it took some time, but I think uh, uh, the, after after coming here and uh, uh, situating within the environment, it uh, got better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, and I think like also just because university is so like uh, like rigorous and stressful a lot of the times, it kind of like the contrast of the stress with academics kind of like uh, belittles like the stress of like moving away. So you kind of don't even have time to think about that sometimes. So you're pretty busy down there then. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so tell us what you're taking and why you're taking it. What's what? What's your major? What's your program? What are you thinking about? What did you? What was in your brain when you said I have to go to the U of T? Because you also told me we chatted yesterday. You also told me that you had some other opportunities, but you chose the U of T. Why the U of T? And what's your major? And and, and what are you working towards? So right now I'm at U of T. I'm studying uh, computer science. I'm taking uh, physics courses right now so that next year I can declare double major in physics and computer science. Uh, and I'm doing all this because I want to work within the mix of both. Like uh, right now, there's like a lot of like um, innovation happening with computers and uh, like computer technology from like optical computing to quantum computing and all, all that kind of exciting stuff. I think uh, the blend of the two fields gives me the best foundation to pursue that industry. So physics and computer science, we talked about, you're going to be kind of a rocket scientist. Is that fair to say? Yeah, Okay. hopefully. Because we always talk about, what are you, a rocket scientist? Well, we're actually talking to one. I think this is pretty cool. 
That's pretty neat. So that's that's pretty hefty stuff, though. Like, uh, um, are you finding the academic? If, if you were to talk to students about going to university, what would you say about the differences, about the difference between your high school uh, level of work and commitment versus the one you see appearing and emerging right now? So I'd say the difference in workload with like uh, high school and the uh, university experience has to do a lot with like how much independence you have. Um, it, it all depends on you. You have to do all the time management. You also have to take care of like housekeeping items like um, groceries, laundry and everything like that. But then also when it comes to like studying, uh, there's going to be there's going to be like higher expectations just because like a university, they will have people come in from like all around the world, like international students and whatnot. And so everyone has different backgrounds. And so they don't, there is no like a uh, prerequisite that fits uh, all. So everyone like, so you have to do a lot of like self-studying to catch up to uh, what, what they think that you already know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like how much harder is it than high school? Like the academic portion. Um, if we're looking for like a number, maybe like uh, two, three times, uh, yes. it, it's mostly just uh, the difficulty is like the routine part. I wouldn't say so far the material is uh, uh, hard. It's just a lot of material that you have to cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes they just say, here's the textbook and make sure you read it. Right. We're not necessarily oh, yeah, going that's all a good over point. in class. Right. So there's just this extra exactly. level of you got to buckle down and become a student almost as a job. Is that fair to say? Exactly. And you bring up a good point because uh, in university, uh, the lectures aren't actually expected to teach you. They're just kind of made to like, just kind of add a, a little bit of a touch to it where the professor gives like some tricks and hints to everything. However, you do most of the learning. That's that's a good, thank you for reminding me about that because like that's that's the, that's the biggest difference is that you uh, self-study and you read the textbook and you watch videos online and then professors and uh, TAs are there just to make sure that you're on like the right path uh, conceptually wise, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. Well, you talked about you've come there, you're being independent in just the regular kind of survival pieces of life, doing laundry, eating, you're taking care of those pieces. But there's a larger sense of survival in that academic piece. The expectation is just so much higher and the knowledge is so much deeper to learn, isn't it? Like it's there there is no like uh, agenda like tonight you do this, tonight you do that. That's right. You they will have one quiz and then two weeks later they'll have another quiz. They'll only tell you what the quiz is on, maybe a week or maybe sometimes even less than that on what the what the material is on you always have to be studying and always getting ready for the worst sort of thing you know what i mean yeah absolutely and that's where just get yourself ready you're responsible for getting yourself ready for this test which is kind of kind of a, a, a powerful way to empower you but it's also intimidating sometimes too where you're in charge of your own stuff for the first time in your life right like there's no there, like you said there's no teacher who's going to move the deadline for you or tell you that no, don't worry about this for now. You're busy. So that's an important lesson you're learning. It's an important lesson for everybody to learn, especially when you're out of town and, and uh, you're away from the family too. Hey, but I'm interested in, hey, you're at the U of T. So how do you, I'm interested in going back to, you came to Canada, you said, when you were just a little toddler. Is that, that's correct, right? Yeah, I was born in 2005. My family moved here 2007. 
that's kind of amazing. And your parents came from where you're from? I and my sister, we were born in Israel. My, both of my parents are Belarusian. Okay, so when you when they came, you said your dad was a PhD, your mom was a a, a, a master a master's degree caliber credential. Um, yeah. So when they came yeah. here, they had to make. We talked about it yesterday about the sacrifice they made for bringing you a better life. Talk about that a bit. Yeah, for sure. So my dad worked really hard and, and my mother worked really hard for their master's and PhD um, in the career fields that they very much enjoyed. Um, and then I think much like a lot of uh, my peers at, here at UFT and at FRC, can all kind of relate. All of our parents went through the same thing where they just made that sacrifice to move here and uh, try and pursue their careers in the language that they're not familiar with. And that came at a cost, uh, but it was for the, it was for us. And that's, and that's what we kind of shared together uh, within like the immigrant community at Winnipeg, Toronto, of course. Okay. Are you, no, you were connected when you came down, you connected first to your community, like your newcomer community. So are, are, are you, in, in, back in Winnipeg, are you really connected to the community from where your parents came and, and, and some of the culture that came from, from their background? I wouldn't say uh, necess necessarily. I'd say most of my, actually, I would say very few of my friends were from the same background culture. I don't really know why. It, uh, perhaps there was just so li uh, little of them. There were, there were a few, but most of my friends were uh, from uh, uh, other places like uh, East, South Asia, uh, somewhere around there, oh, that's awesome. and uh, and some of them are still with me at U of T. You know, you oh, know, so, they, so. The, did did they follow you, or you follow them to U of T? Uh, <laughs> I don't think any. I don't think any of us followed each other. I think it's just um, we all kind of wanted to get into U of T, and then we chose. Uh, it was on our top choice, so we got in, and then we were happy about that, so we all went to. Some awesome. of them like are on different campuses, but. We still uh, take time to uh, talk and meet and everything like that. Oh, that's awesome. No, it's good to have a little support group while you're in the UAT, right? Uh, of, of people you yeah. know and feel comfortable with. So that's so you've got a nice setup there. That's awesome. So when you were a kid and you were you had to learn English, right? So your parents didn't speak English, so you were speaking. What was the what was the first language at home then, when you were growing up? Uh, the first language would be Russian at home. Yeah. Okay, so you were speaking fluent Russian. That's your first language. Your second language is English. You told a kind of a heartwarming story about it was hard for you to score well on the English um, assessments. Talk about that a bit and how hard you had to work to get to the level you needed because of your, it seems to me, your great drive and your great interest in, in excelling and, and getting better. Yeah. So um, maybe, maybe it was just like a, kind of this type of thing where like the kid of like, to parents who are like in the humanities fields did not want to do anything related to humanities like in elementary school perhaps that was like uh maybe perhaps that was a component of that but um my english skills were kind of underdeveloped up until maybe grade six and um however like my sister she loved reading so her, so her english skills were off the charts of course but um so you I weren't think... a reader you, did, you don't like to read 
I did not like to read uh, then, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at it, Adriana. Okay, I think, uh, I'm an old English teacher. I thought, oh no, yeah. what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, but, but I actually got, like, I, I had a big 360, like 180 turn for English because later on, like, that became one of my favorite and best subjects. So, uh, but essentially in grade six, like I was going through uh, like a lot of challenges with English because I never learned like grammar. Uh, my sister was able to pick it up from the reading, but with, uh, grammar, like punctuation, commas, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, it was kind of like an expectation that you would just kind of learn on your own, like that either your parents learned it or you just kind of like absorbed it out of uh, somewhere. And that was kind of like how the expectations um, within elementary and early middle school. So I actually didn't cover like actual grammar, laws, instruction until maybe grade nine. So uh, I was struggling with that and I was able to work hard and do well in every other subject. But until like I started staying after school and asking my teachers for help on my English every almost every day after school, that's when it got better because that's when I started to learn hey, there's like an actual like formula, there's an actual means of like writing. It's not just like some people get it, some people don't, you can actually get better at it. You know what I mean? See, that's an amazing piece there because you talked about, we talked about this yesterday, I was kind of amazed. You hung out after school every day to increase your English skills with some of the teachers that were hanging in the building. That's correct? Yes. Like who who does that? Caitlin, I'm looking at Caitlin and Caden. Who does that? I wouldn't. <laughs> Sometimes. <I mean. laughs> Sometimes Caden's going, yeah, I'd hang out. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of amazing. But was this, have you have you always had this drive inside of you to say, I want to get this, I want to get better? Yeah, I think just like uh, going back to like um, the large immigrant community at Winnipeg, I think like I can relate to all of them with like, um, the value of like good education and like uh, sticking to academics. So I was, I always had that um, desire to, you know, uh, do well on all of my grades is starting all the way back in like early middle school. And I think, but, and I was able, at one point I was just like, eh, it's just English, who cares? The important subjects are math and science and it's good that I'm getting great on those who cares. But then like, eventually I was like, I, I started understanding um, the value of like knowing the language well, especially because both my parents were in humanities and I started understanding um, more. And then, uh, well, the communication piece there, um, Ben, think about that. The communication piece, the English has allowed you, you're such a good communicator. And that's because of your drive. And that's going to make you a better computer scientist, your ability to communicate dexterously. Don't you think so? For sure, yeah. That's that's uh, that that is a very big piece of um, uh, communication. You know, there's always the little stereotype that everyone in like STEM and CS is like very introverted and nerdy. So I guess like if you have great communications skills, like um, if and if we're talk and I mean I've had like so many like people in the industry have like said and come to my to my school and talk about this this aspect is that um, you might be really great at coding, but if you can't uh, explain your idea on an interview, if you can't uh, explain to me your uh, project proposal, 
then it's not gonna then you're only as good as how you can communicate your ideas you know what i mean it, it was in a, it was a very uh, important thing that i uh worked on my english all the way back then and i'm happy i did so and uh, many of my friends that stayed after school with me to uh, to perfect our english are still some like are still the friends that i talk to on a daily basis and so and uh they may not go to the same school as me but i like and I haven't, some of them I haven't seen in over five, six years. Yeah, we still talk because that was just like a struggle awesome. both of us had with English ever since elementary, middle school. And we overcame both of that. And I don't know, it just like the... the well, it's making you a stronger the, person. And, and your ability yeah. to communicate in this podcast is indicative of that because you're, you sound clear and articulate in, in every way you speak. Thank you. Uh, did you have any mentors in your life that helped you out along the way? Yes, uh, and I'm very fortunate about that. I had uh, a few mentors. Um, uh, so, I mean, I mean, my first mentor going back to the getting better, better in English was all the way back in uh, grade six. Um, um, one of my teachers that regularly stay after school was Ryan Greenspan. He helped help was helped me like get like go from maybe you know almost failing English back in middle school to succeeding getting the highest grade that I um and going to uh, top 90s and hundreds like and stuff like that. And then uh, later on, I had another mentor. His name was uh, Tony Van from Can You. Uh, he helped me. I know Tony very well. Yeah, yeah, we worked he together. Me in the, like, yeah, we worked together yeah. in the Canadian Cyber Defense Challenge. And he was exactly, one of and that's manager. like, and I think that's where like my whole interest with like computer information and stuff like that kind of, uh, you know, kind of blew up ever ever since then. That was like such a great experience when I attended that event. Uh, but Tony, uh, Tony was uh, very. He as a mentor, he helped me navigate through the entire like. Uh, CS yeah, STEM field throughout the four years of high school I had and even before that back in grade eight when he invited me to do the CCDC competition and I mean I was uh, I mean I didn't know I didn't know much about what was going on but it's just the the fusion between like detective work and like research with like CS and that just kind of like I don't know, scratched that part of my head, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and so I just, and that's why later in grade nine, I participated in the cyber patriot competitions, and then I continued participating in, in the CCDC until uh, grade 10, and the last year that they had it. And throughout my four years of high school, every time I was in cyber patriot, uh, I kept getting better and better at it towards uh grade 12 I actually became team captain of my team and we made it to uh nationals and there we scored fourth place so all of that uh you know I know it's just it just seems like such a great hero's journey starting from like not knowing anything about cybersecurity back in grade eight not having any like uh like uh knowledge or anything or any foundation with it really and then you know just uh getting better every single year and uh it's it's nice to look back on it you know what i mean yeah absolutely now 
your your connection to Cyber Patriot and uh, did you Cyber Titan as well and, and CCDC? You did those kind of programs. Is cybersecurity something in your future, you think, or is it something you're going to think about and meander through a bit? The, the great thing with uh, cybersecurity is that it has its, it, it really has like the same foundation with just like computer information where it's like you can, where the same way like maybe math and physics, they both like, or stem from like the same root. When it comes to like regular like CS and cybersecurity, they both rely on like computer information, understanding zeros and ones and protocols and um, different like uh, techniques and um, like it all kind of culminates together. And so it's not necessarily that I want to uh, go into cybersecurity, but it's just that it's uh, a subset of like cyber of like computational yes, and yes. and just like mathematical reasoning that I really enjoy. Yeah, so it could be something you branch into down the road, but who knows, right? You're just getting the foundation yeah. pieces, which is all good. Hey, now the Can yeah. You piece, you connected to Can You. So explain what Can in grade six, somebody got you into the Can You program, which I've been connecting with in the past three, two or three years with Roger Barrington there, who's the uh, who's the head of it all. Tell me how you got connected to Can You and what influence did Can You have on you? And I think that's an interesting piece to help um, students hear about because this could be, I think it was life altering for you. Is that fair to say? Yes, that, that is completely fair to say because it kind of ties this whole story together because uh, I got invited to Can You after. Um, what is it, it first? Was, uh, Tell us what Can You is. So, Can You, where do I begin? I guess. Uh, if I had to explain it to someone who had no idea, it would just be um, at, at the very surface level would be an after-school program that introduces um, middle school students uh, and elementary school students to different possible career paths that they can pursue. Um, beyond that, they, you start making friends and then you start lear learning about different opportunities and different uh, things going on within the community, and then it it kind of is there just to assist you with like uh, choosing the career path that you want to pursue. But that's like a very surface level view of it. Be, uh, when you go deeper beyond that, there there's like it, it's it's no longer something that just assists you with your career trajectory. It, you kind of pursue your career trajectory through. Can you? In and of itself, you know what I mean. So uh, it's great that you've uh, brought this up because that's how. Because I only met Tony Van through Can You. I only so when I only got interested in like cybersecurity and computational and everything and everything of that sort um, by doing Can You or it's or indirectly participating Can You through like CCDC and uh, other uh, competitions and contests and stuff like that. And then, uh, and then further on, you know. Can anybody uh, join Can You is my question. Like, is it sounds like you have this sense of, I hang out after school with my teachers who help me with my English. Here's another chance to kind of hang out after school with another collection of people who have some of my same interests in just being a, getting support, exploring, thinking about what pathing can look like, and connecting with adults who have can offer some guidance and help 
as I meet, as I try to move forward and make decisions. Is that is it kind of the after school thing that connected to you too? Yeah, uh, it was. It, it kind of after school program was connected. Everyone who every one of my friends that stay after school with me to uh, get better at English was also invited to Kenya. So I think um, uh, when teachers see the hard work you put in into uh, um, your studies, uh, that they they must have like uh, when it when it came to Kenya and. Uh, career paths and thinking about, hey, who would this work for? Who's um, the character that would like to yes. uh, seize opportunities, make friends, connections, and work on themselves? Anyone can really uh, join Kenya, right? Like if, if they have, if they just want to start thinking about um, finding a new space and building some network and relationships, anyone can really join, I think, correct? Yeah, I, I believe so, yes. Yeah. Anyone can uh, join and then... Uh, you know, uh, once you're in there, I think like you should really, uh, once you get up to the older years of maybe grade seven, eight, uh, I I would highly recommend, you know, taking uh, every opportunity that comes your way. Obviously there is a balance to it because you don't want to spread yourself too thin. Uh, however, you want to you wanna be able to, uh, you know, make sure, diversify your portfolio, um, in the sense that not oh, not just like that's cool. Yeah. Diversify your portfolio. That's that's yeah, <laughs> big words. I love that. Caden. But not just uh, through. Uh, I saw blood coming like, out of Caden's ear. I think that word was too big. <laughs> but not just uh, through like different like subjects and fields like that, but also in the sense that you want to <laughs> quote uh, myself diversify it through by doing that same field through different applications so either yes, yes. you do something that shows your understanding by doing a contest or something like that or you do uh or you take that and you create a, uh some kind of program through can you where you express where you build on your own leadership skills and communication skills so like not just in the sense that you want to diversify through like knowledge base but uh diversify in the way that in the way that you show it through either leadership or through uh academic excellency by, you know, doing well in school and uh, uh, participating in contests and competitions. Uh, you, know, you want to be able to show it through different ways so that it just kind of all culminates together to show that you um, have like a, your, this is the path for you, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's fun. No, I, I just think it's important for, uh, for youth to gather in spaces where they can have conversations and and start articulating the possibilities, right? And that's what, for me, that's what the Can You program's about. I've helped them out with my Lean Career Design Canvas. I don't know if you're around when I did that, um, where we did some- Yeah, I was thinking. there. And it just- Yeah, I was there. Yeah, just another way to help you think about who's my best self and how do I find my best self? And um, what activities have I done? And we don't do reflection in school enough, right? So can you use a space where you can do some reflection? You stop and think, and you're connecting to people who can be springboards for you to start those conversations. I, I uh, in my connection, knowing little about it, but having gotten to know it a little more, work, uh, talking and conversing with Roger a little more, um, it's a pretty good program. So that was a big springboard for you. Now you want some, you know what, that's, you want some big awards. Tell us the awards that you won. 
You won some big awards to go to school. Yeah. What was the Amazon uh, award? Tell us how you won the Amazon award. So uh, the reason why I was bringing up like making like a holistic character of yourself, because I believe that's what made me a strong candidate for the Amazon award and the Horatia Alger award. The Amazon award was, well, its full name is Amazon future engineer award. Uh, and the reason why I believe like, just, just like I said before, is like, it's just because, uh, uh, I had background in not only, uh, you know, showing off, uh, how much, how committed I am by, you know, doing these competitions and by, uh, proceeding a post-secondary diploma while in high school and taking every hard class that I could at, in high school as well. Uh, but also making, uh, a program at Canyon for physics and, uh, and, you know, kind of paying back what I got from Kenyu myself and then uh, lead and then also make being the team captain of uh, comp- of of my Cyber Patriot competition that then went into become Cyber Titans at the national stage. Um, so and then also, you know, spending my time to earn certification. So I think it's not just about, you know, doing one one subject in one way that gets you the award i think it's kind of like a, a holistic where you have to demonstrate not only okay are you committed but also can you uh are you going to be a leader in this field by you know by doing public speaking within within this field by teaching others about this field by inspiring others within this field and then well we're looking at the amazon award that's 30 grand so you got a 30 grand award to go to school by by really uh, committing and building your relationships, your leadership skills, you're choosing things that are committing you and giving you the chance to get that award. Um, there's also the Horatio Algers Award, and you went to Washington, D.C. for that one, to accept that one? Yes, the and that Horatio Algers. Just so they know, that was 10 grand. So you're swimming in cash. And you're going to that award. And who is Horatio Algers? He was a, uh, he's a guy who wrote books for my for my folks here and talked about his themes were the American dream, right? The impoverished who could rise above. His books were all about the American dream, and they're they were 19th century books, I believe. Tell us about that uh, Horatio Algers Award. So the Horatio Alger Award, or um, maybe in full name would be the Horatio Alger uh entrepreneurship award um was given for like demonstration of you know entrepreneurship and of course like that was kind of facilitated you know well by a small sense it was when i made like a canteen company in grade nine and then well before that i was making like i was had my own snow shoveling company when i was in middle school but it but really uh you know blew their socks off was probably in grade 11 through Kenyu, we created the Kenyu uh, Enterprise program, where we, like the program itself, which uh, was like done om- exclusively like through Zoom meetings and uh, online, was uh, where we was like a program where we all came together to make business. Like, so it was like learning throughout. Like, but who were these guys? Where Where did you get all this group to come together? Well, this is all through Kenyu. So, so, they, so, a, uh, so they're coming from all over the city anyway. You gathered them and made this kind of little um, entrepreneurial group. Uh, 
it wasn't me that, uh, that gathered it. Sorry, it was um, the the Canyon that gathered it, yes. and then uh, they they uh, created the um, they created this program. I was on the tech side, making the website, making the LinkedIn, and everything like that. Hmm. Um, and then, and so the great thing with that was that it showed like not because the objective with the company was to make. Uh, these gift boxes composed of locally produced uh, products within oh, Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. And then we uh, sold them off. And and then this was like all part of a community, you know, by helping out small businesses and by, you know, engaging the youth with uh, right on. things that they may, right may not learn from school. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. And so. Hey, that's important stuff, Ben. That's a, when you connect, if you want to win the big awards, I help students win big awards, Lorenz and Schuwitz. If they're not connecting to the community in some way, they don't have a chance. So when you win these big awards, there's a lesson you're also sharing here about connect to the community and the award winners will notice you easier. Is that fair to say? Yes, uh, certainly. That's a big award. Uh, congratulations. That's a very, that's a powerful award in the U.S. That's one of the big U.S. and uh, Canadian awards. Anyway, hey, look at we've talked a lot here, and uh, the producers are looking at us, going, "You're going, you're going a little long here." So we're gonna give you the <laughs> quick cues, okay, Ben? Yeah. Um, so sure. I'm gonna, Caden's gonna take this. He's gonna explain to you what quick cues are, and then you're gonna yeah. answer, but you gotta answer them quickly. So, Caden, go ahead. Yeah, not too quick, but uh, <laughs> pretty quick. Uh, here we go. So, Toronto or Winnipeg? Uh, I'm gonna go for Win uh, Winnipeg right now. Uh, computer science okay. or physics? Oh, computer science right now. Alrighty. Uh, iPhone or Android? Android. Okay. Uh, am I a night owl? Night owl for sure. Yes. Uh, Drake or Michael Jackson? I'll go Michael Jackson. Favorite holiday? Uh, does summer break count? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Super speed or super strength? Super speed. Uh, fruits are better than vegetables? No, vegetables are better. Alrighty. Uh, fortune or find true love? Let, let's go with true love for now. Right. It's probably the right, right, right. thing. <laughs> and, uh, emojis are overused. Nah, they're all right. all right. And what is your favorite podcast? Mm, well, of course, it's uh, Career Adventures with Adriano. Whoa! <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> right answer. So you got the right answer. That's correct. You want yeah. to dream home? No, you haven't. But that was... <laughs> hey, thanks for doing that. I, I like the quick cues today. You got, we, we, whenever we do them, we find out little extra things about you, yeah. which is, which is kind of neat. <laughs> Hey, Benjamin, I'm so glad you took the time out of your schedule to share some of your story with us. It's, it's a great story. It's a great story of perseverance, and it's a great story of overcoming. It's a great story of saying, I want to be better and acting to get better. I, I just, I, I think your story is an inspiration to others. And I think people, I think when people are in that mode of, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to get good at things, I think people notice. And I think people took good excellent notice of you and rewarded you for your hard work. So I say congratulations to you so far. And um, I just anticipate something good's gonna happen to you down the road because uh, 
um, I want to ride that rocket that you're going to build down the road. I think it'll be good. Yeah, next, I, I think SpaceX <laughs> is going to be a joke compared to what you're going to build down the road. Anyway, any any final thoughts? Any quick advice you want to give to a high school student? I I think the biggest advice is doing well in school and you know getting the work done is the the first step. I think when it comes when it comes career wise and you know pursuing higher levels of education. I think uh, one one lesson that I learned uh, only like later years in my um, towards like grade 11 and grade 12 is that the extra time I have after I complete my academics, not to, you know, use that as like leisure time, but use it to further advance the things that I, and learn about the things that I enjoy and do them in the ways that I actually enjoy rather than, you know, just uh, calling it a day for the awesome for awesome. afterwards. You know, so make the most of your time. I like that and get better at things. Caden, are you listening to this? No more streaming for you. Notes. And Caitlin, no more lollygagging. You could have been voting today. Oh, my gosh. Or yesterday. Anyway, hey, Ben, I appreciate it. Thanks. That was great. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you being on this. And everybody, that's our beginning of Season 7, Episode 1. We thank you for listening to Adventures in Careerland.